greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Well, welcome into the Desperate Pastor Podcast. If you're old like me, you know where that quote came from. Uh, old uh, Mike has broken his mic in the process, <laughs> and because we are committed to the the uh, one take and, and out kind of thing, he's going to have to... He's gonna, he's gonna, I'm old like you. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that audio clip. And uh, we feel like it's uh, appropriate... Um, for the times that we live in, and we're going to get right into our discussion today, and uh, who, who cares about whether you know us or not and what you think about the question <laughs> of the day, uh, but I want to encourage you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all those places. If you have uh, something you want to tell us, uh, you want to give some feedback, you want to join the conversation, all of those things, you can email us at me at desperatepastor.com. We encourage you to join the conversation. We encourage you to be a part of what's going on, uh, the ongoing conversation that is the Desperate Pastor podcast. Help us. <laughs> Your feedback. Helps. This is episode is... ten. Wow. So, in in um, light of the fact that it's episode ten, we couldn't figure out what to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. So those mile, one of those milestones. Mm, that's that's not true. Let's just let's <laughs> say this: we have many things that we yeah. we discuss that yeah. we maybe I guess the way I would word it is they're not settled yet sure in and we don't we want to be relevant but not controversial and I currently have like two or three topics that would be great podcasts but they would be a train wreck if I started ranting I think they're gonna I think they might begin to show themselves in our conversation today they are, because yeah. I think that that has to do with all we're talking about and, so based on that uh, that quote, you know, the, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who, uh, something, I'm going to get it right, it was really great. You can I think something like professing with their lips. But, but deny them by their lifestyle. Yeah, walk out the door and yeah. deny them by their lifestyle. That's what an unbelieving world which, simply finds unbelievable. Which that sounds extremely biblical. Uh, <laughs> which part? Uh, that whole quote, like that whole quote, I I don't know, we've been going through Titus, and yeah. like that, that quote is almost... Like you could almost take that straight out of the end of Titus one. Yeah. Um, I don't have Titus memorized. I, I'd like to act like I do. No, that's when you just say, "Yeah, yeah." yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. someone goes, "Mike, could you tell us what that means?" And you're like, uh, "Don't ask that question." That's the worst. Well, it's the written worst. in the Bible. Someone's like, "You know, like in First Kings 18." Yeah. And you're like, yeah, like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and they're like, uh, "What was his name?" <laughs> you're like, yeah. "Uh, king." Just kind of mumble. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so in light of our social media life, in light of uh, our just how we walk this out, because there there is no secret that there's an election happening. There's no secret that there are, are protests, which are okay, and riots, which, in my opinion, are not okay. Um, there's a lot going on. We live in a world of unrest. We live in a society that is not satisfied. And um, what we find, though, is that it can be easy for us to, to say that we follow Jesus, but then by the way that we post on Facebook or social media, the way that we walk out what we say we believe are incongruent. And yeah. we need to have this conversation because um, 
the people in our spheres of influence that don't know Jesus are looking at our lives and saying, if that's what it means to follow Jesus, I don't want anything to do with it. That you mm-hmm. say that you follow Jesus, but your life looks like you, you're more aligned with an American ideal or a political party or a whatever that has nothing to do with Scripture. And they say, I, I, can't, I, I can't get on board with that. Yeah. And we're keeping people, like this is one of the things we talked about even last week, is we're keeping people, like this is a, a matter of, of eternity, this is a, like this is a hill to die on in the sense of that what we're doing and what we're saying, people are getting an impression of what it means to follow Jesus, and they're making their decision to not follow Jesus based on the kind of Bible, the kind of Jesus that you're portraying, yeah. the kind of the brand that you're portraying, and and the key for us is are we we need to walk out what Scripture says and not try to make it fit what we want it to say so that we can back a certain candidate or so that we can back a certain ideal. We, scripture should be above all of those things yeah. and, and be the lens which we look at our lives through. And, and it's not that way for so many people in, in our culture. Yeah. So, I, I, I we mean, joked I'm, before we went on the air yeah. that all Mike was going to do is kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, mm, preach. All right, next, go ahead, Nate, you're up now. <laughs> so, if you know me... <laughs> Uh, and you're listening to this, and uh, you've probably seen a few. Um, I have a hard time staying quiet on some on topics, and I was actually, um, I would say, lovingly corrected recently, um, last week, and uh, I did not like that at <laughs> all. Um, I and and I wrestled through just what's right, what's wrong. How do we, we, I believe, as the church, we need to be relevant. We need to address things that are happening today. We can't just act as if they're not. Um, But there's obviously a right way and a wrong way to do that. Um, And so I've, I've, yeah, I battled this. So I'm just going to open with that and just say (laughs) I struggle because uh, I can't go into specifics uh, because it'll probably, my opinion is still my opinion. That's the thing I think... um, to our church members and to our family members and to our neighbors and the people in our community, um, they're not foolish enough to believe that we don't have an opinion (laughs) on this. And so finding the right way, the loving way, the gracious way to articulate our thoughts and communicate that with them while at the same time not alienating them is probably the, the battle. And that's what I was that's what I was told is, you know, like <laughs> by some of my words, it may play well with one side, but you completely alienate the other side. And that's not right to do on either side. So it's tough. Yeah, I think, you know, just from a perspective, I guess, of conflict, um, I think Joe has said often that that relationships are, are more important than that conflict, Yeah, uh, that, that, that people are more important and especially that person that you're talking to. And a lot of times it's not about, I'm going to win this side of the argument <laughs> for the sake of myself. But a lot of times you can think about, man, it's the sake of this relationship. Yeah. And I think viewing it through that lens uh, is definitely different. Yeah, relationships are key. I mean, the discipleship mm-hmm. relationships are key and the church relationships are key. It's not about the paint on the walls. It's about relationships. People don't return back to your church because, man, you guys have such great tile work in here. <laughs> I love this place. They're like, no, I come in here, and things are taken care of, but, but you care about me. You say good morning. Not only say good morning, you engage with me, and you care about me. And so yeah. that's, it's important to understand why we do what we do and, 
you know, I think about First <clears throat> Corinthians eight with the food sacrificed to idols, and Paul is willing to say, uh, you know, that if it means that I keep you as a brother. I won't eat meat anymore. Like I won't do those things anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he says it in that passage. I know he says it uh, other like here, but you know about having this argument about food sacrifice to idols, but that you are more important to me than me having my opinion blasted everywhere. Yeah, social media is great for that. Like, <laughs> let me tell you what I think. Uh, and as I've said before, you can find people any like. Any position I want to take, I can find somebody that agrees with me and I can post that and say, see, this is the truth. And so you now have all these views of truth and the phrase, my truth, really rubs me like, ugh, like there is the truth. And uh, we, as followers of Christ, we need to stand on the truth and we need to recognize what hills we should be willing to die on and what hills we should say, it's, this is not a big deal. I'd rather keep you as a friend that maybe doesn't know Christ. I'd rather keep you as a brother in Christ than to make my opinion known or, or to just be loud about something that really doesn't matter when it's all said and done. Yeah. <clears throat> so many of these things I think we're going to look at today, I think we're really narrowing it. There's two sides of this uh, story. One is how do we engage our brothers and sisters in Christ on these difficult topics? Because that's where the division is right now. So much of the division is in the church and so, you, you know, when you uh, brought up Romans 8, it mm-hmm. makes me think yeah. Romans. I switched from where I was going to start. 1 Corinthians 8, you mean? Or 1 Corinthians, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to start in 1 Corinthians 2, but I switched yeah. to Romans 14. Yeah. And yeah. it's another famous passage about saying, you some people say, I'll eat meat. Others only vegetables. Some esteem this day more than another. And it goes in this whole thing. And, and a few places in chapter 14, it says, who are you to judge another servant? That we are all, we yes. serve the Lord. Yeah. And judgment, uh, while... It feels satisfying to say, you're wrong, <laughs> and let me tell you why you're wrong. Uh, in reality, when you get to verse uh, 10, Romans 14, 10 says, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide. It's a decision, one that I have a hard time with a lot of times. Decide never to put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of one another, or of a brother, I'm sorry. And so it is a dying to self kind of thing to say, man, I just, I've got such a great response. You know, I see this thing and I, oh, I want to say it. And then I go, do I want to divide? Do I want to, in a sense, assume the role of God and of Christ in that sure. person's life? No. Let, let the Lord settle these things. When we, when we think of eternity, how we voted really yeah. will not divide us in you know, the heavenly kingdom. We will not be like, okay, uh, Republican <laughs> yeah. Christians over here, yeah, Democratic Christians. There, yeah, 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 you random party, you know, non-voters, you yeah. people that were too lazy, you <laughs> yeah. go over there. <laughs> I think, I think one of the problems, though, is, is many, many people in the American Christian society have chosen to view it so black and white. Yeah. Even people, people on, let's say, on, on this side say that, that, that back things up with the Bible that say, no, no, this is, this is what I believe to be right, and I have Scripture to prove it. And then people on the other side <laughs> will say the same thing. Sure, They'd say, yeah. no, this is, this is what's right, and this is what Jesus would do. And the problem is, is I think that we have chosen to 
to trade the truth for certainty. That we yeah. want to be so certain because we want to be right. And I think in us wanting to be so certain and wanting to be right, we make it about ourselves, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And we, we sacrifice truth for certainty, and I think we do that in a <laughs> lot of different areas in, in Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, as we talk about these things, one of the things you were talking about, it made me think of 1 Corinthians 5, where Paul is talking. Because one of the things that... So it, there, this we're kind of all over the place when we're like around this topic of <laughs> saying that if, if we're really following Jesus, then we should look like we follow Jesus on Facebook, on, on social media, in the things that we do, how we treat our neighbor, how we treat people that disagree with us, how we treat people that don't know Jesus, all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, it says, for what have I to do with judging outsiders? It is, uh, <laughs> not those inside the, is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. You know, and he, I think about that passage and because one of the things that we do is say on, on one side of this issue is we as Christians want to try to get people to look like they follow Jesus before they follow Jesus. Or we judge right. them and say, yeah. you know, why don't you, or you need to do look a certain way in order to be a Christian, as opposed to saying, come to Jesus is, is, is a come as you are party. It's like yeah. you come as you are and let God change you. That I don't have to make you ungay. I don't have to make yeah. you a, a Republican or a Democrat or a Libertarian. I don't have to make you anything that that God has uh, offered this gift of salvation to all people. And let God transform your heart. Right. Let God convict you where you need to be convicted. You're living with somebody. We want to throw out, throw out being gay, but you think about people that are like, no, you shouldn't be gay. But then I'm going to go sleep with everybody I can think of and still be try to be a right. Christian. And we don't we don't villainize or let's say we villainize one thing over the other. And yeah that we need to live consistent lives. And, and uh, I did find that verse in first Corinthians uh, eight, where Paul <laughs> says at the very end, he says, therefore, if my food, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat again, lest I make my brother stumble. And so Paul is saying that my, my love for you, my relationship with you speaking brother, meaning a fellow person who's following Jesus. If what I am saying and what I am doing is causing you to stumble, I'm going to stop doing that thing specifically if it's not a die on a hill kind of thing, you know, if it's like right. I'm preaching the gospel and it's making you stumble, well, that's a different issue. Right. Yeah. But if I'm saying, you know, I think that we should only, we should, whatever the fill in the blank, and it's <laughs> causing you to stumble, then I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put my relationship with you above my preference. And that's what we're talking about with that, you know. So let's, yeah, I mean, there, you're, I think in the moment, maybe you can't see, there's these obvious ones right in front of us, which are masks. Still yeah. existing to this day, that I'm not gonna come to church. And yeah. I know we've said this here, but I'm not gonna come to church because I have to wear a mask into church. Well, then, okay. Here's the difference: you can have that view, and I need to be mature enough to say, even though that to me is like what? Sure. Fine, then don't come till that mandate is lifted. I pray that you find a way outside of this meeting to stay close to Lord and personal devotions and maybe smaller groups and a way to have community. And I'm going to just let that happen. <laughs> Mike is going to let that happen. Yeah. And I'm not going to judge you. Right. But in the response, give me some grace and don't judge me. <laughs> but in reality, what happens nine times out of 10 is we say, you know, any issue, uh, worship is a big one in churches. Sure. You know, we're going to go contemporary. We're going to go traditional. And then people are like, well, I'm out of here. You know, mm -hmm. I'm out of here. Or I can't believe, let alone, actually, that might be the more biblical response. What typically happens is they're going to have meeting after meeting with you and talk to other people at church about 
can't believe that we brought an organ back in here, or I can't believe we're so modern and the drums are loud, or we have to wear masks. Instead, the mature, the loving thing to do would just be like, I do not agree mm. with that. And I, this is my conscience, and so I'm going to stay here, but I'm not going to speak ill of you. Sure. And and same for us as church leaders, because mm. we take it personal. Yeah, for because sure. we make the decisions. Yeah. Um, not just you know, hey, this is what I want to do, but usually with you know counsel and wisdom. But it hurts when you see people get mad at you. It hurts when they say <laughs> mean things about you. You know, we're not Teflon. Right. It and so. What happens then, though, is the Word of God has got to become my guide, just like I'm asking it to be yours. Right. And so I, uh, in the process these last few weeks of being saying things I shouldn't say, maybe, or, you know, uh, realizing I don't maybe have the liberty that maybe because of the position God's put me in, I have to understand that I've been, some of that's restricted. Um, I went to 1 Corinthians 6, which is building off of Paul's comments in five, obviously, and it says, the first eight verses say this, when one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try these trivial cases? Do you not know that we're to judge angels? How much more than in matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there's no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers? The law To have lawsuits at all with one another is already defeat for you. Yep. Why not suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? but you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. Mm. Those verses cut me. Like, give, like they're still messing yeah. me up to this day because I'm going, Facebook is the public court. That's right. Court of public yep. opinion. Yep. And when we as believers, me first among them, put something out there that I know is divisive, while it may be dead right and so accurate, but I know that the brothers and sisters I have don't agree with me sure. and they're going to come out and they're going to comment and it's going to play out before a yep. broad audience right. of people, believers and unbelievers. I'm wrong. Yep. I am wrong. And I have to <laughs> repent of that and I have to change. Yeah. And we have got to be leaders in this area. Yep. And, and, and so we can't just be telling people not to do it, but then taking that liberty. And it's a flesh thing. Like yep. it feels so satisfying to the flesh to win an argument. <laughs> yep. But when I got to those verses, I said, why not suffer wrong? Why not be defrauded? The next um, thought that came to my mind was though they accused him, he opened mm, not his mouth. That's right. And that's my, it's gotta be my guide and our right. guide and it's Christ. And so we need to, we need to stop. <laughs> we, all of us. Yeah. Christians in general need yeah. to stop running our mouths and typing with our fingers right. and just be peaceable people yeah. and, and leave the door open. That's what I was encouraged by some of the elders in the church. You know, when you do that, you're shutting doors mm. and we want to leave as many doors yeah. open as we can. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, but, <laughs> and then the Holy, Sp but then what I love about the Lord and about the word of God is he used the counsel of people to, to soften me. But when I read those words, yeah, right, uh, words that I've went to many times in my life, <laughs> when other people were doing yeah. this way to yeah, settle yeah. disputes, yeah. I go, "That's you." Mm. 
and that breaks you. I think you know the Holy Spirit goes, "Hello." <laughs> it's like it's like David in that moment where he, yeah. uh, Nathan is like, "Hey, yeah. what do you know? What? Let me tell you a story." He's like, "Man, we should kill that guy." Like, it's you, <laughs> right? That's you. This is the problem here. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that never feels good. No, it, you know, it's a punch in the gut. Yeah. Um, but we are not. We tr- I think on this podcast we try to be transparent yes. and say. We are men. Yep. We are, you know, I was, we were having a similar discussion with a young adult Bible study and their strong opinions. And we had to say, well, we'll pick this up next week because we, I refused to get into specifics last night. Uh, but I said, you know, you might do yourselves well just to go back and read first and second Kings <laughs> and just watch yeah, how the people yeah. demanded and yeah. they found hope in a King. Yes. And then, Oh, nope, not that one. Yeah. Oh, nope, not that one. Yeah, and we could put our faith in in a person and not in God, who really, as we're talking about this, that all that we're, we do and all that we believe, if we say that we follow Jesus, if we are Christ followers, if we've been born again, that our lives should reflect the Word of God. Our lives shouldn't reflect some ideals of man. It should really uh, all come back to whatever you do, whatever you think, whatever you, like Paul says in Philippians, all the whatever you do should really be honoring to God, and the only way that we can honor God is being controlled by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, and walking in the Word of God. And if if what we say that we believe is incongruent with what the Word of God says, the Word of God must win every right. time. Yes, and we don't like that though, <laughs> we, because it doesn't play well in our society. It doesn't play well with our friends. It may not even play well with our political views. Well, I know that God says this, but I believe that. That's a problem. And yeah. we have to get over that. And because may we not be the reason that someone says, yeah. that's why I don't follow Jesus. That's why I don't go to church. That's why I don't, because of that right there. And right. Because we're walking in the flesh, because we want to get our opinion out there, because we want to set somebody straight. And what you're saying is right on that that the, the public, the court of public opinion is social media, whether it be yeah. Twitter. We said Facebook. We're not trying to villainize Facebook. Oh, whether yeah. it's Facebook <laughs> or Twitter or whatever, that that people now more than ever have an insight and a view into our lives, just like we do theirs, to see, okay, Joe says that he, he, he follows Jesus, and he's saying these things that like do not reflect love for others, do mm-hmm. not reflect love for God. That's a problem. Yeah. But most of those things we say, most of those memes we post, most of the opinions we put out there often have nothing to do with what the Word of God says and more of what we just want to poke or prod or say. that <laughs> It may have hints of truth, but if we just stop for a second, okay, especially us as pastors, must we need to lead the way. Right. And I know other pastors, we looked at them pre-whatever other weeks ago where these right. guys that just like to poke and prod and... And they are known for being that kind of person, but if I, I if I do that, I'm causing division in the body. But I'm also causing people to say, "I don't want anything to do with this Jesus," and it's shame on me. And I wonder how much I will be accountable for those things that I say. They're just kind of like, "Yeah, this is what I think," and has nothing to do with being in line with Scripture. Yeah, there's a there's there's a lot of satisfaction and winning an argument <laughs> there's a lot of uh there's a lot of like there's a lot of satisfaction in because uh, while you may get one base of people upset say we use masks there are people believe it or not <laughs> out there that are still quite concerned about sure 
uh, COVID-19. Yep. And so th- to those people, it is like, wow, thank you so much for, you know, taking this stand and doing this and protecting us. That feels good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and on the other side, so if you pick any argument, there's still always a satisfying thing. That's why I think we see these pastors, and I would use air quotes, quite frankly, <laughs> that are on uh, Facebook just spewing highly polarized like compared when i say that if you know me you've read my things and you you consider them polarizing we're talking about people who just step on the gas pedal pour gas on the fire and say i'm gonna just pander quite frankly Mm. to this one side and they and they have the title of pastor um that's a there's a pride and a flesh thing that goes into that and we have to be real careful um what i want to say though is here's the struggle that i think we face is the church has to uh, has to 100% have a response for the things that are happening in the world. Yeah. That we are not left like where we're just mute and, <laughs> and we're mindless and we go, well, I have no opinion yeah. on anything that's happening. Well, of course I do. However, uh, the court of public opinion, yeah. um, public displays is not where that should play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationships is where it should play out. And it should be done with um, humility. Yes. Respect and respect for other thoughts and other opinions, and that has to be sorted out. Um, because I have some very obviously, I'm a strong opinionated type of person, <laughs> and and quite frankly, the um, let's just be real, I'll leave it this vague where I am today in my walk with Jesus mm-hmm. and my understanding of how I'm called to live among people that don't believe and think like I do is so radically different than what it was 10 years, 15 years ago. Um, that I know that if I were just to like throw it all out there without a relationship and knowing me and knowing my heart, sure. knowing where I stand and how I rely and, and anchor myself in the word of God and the principles of the Bible, the statements I would make may make people freak out because they'd be like, wait a minute, it sounds like you're saying this and it sounds like you're saying yeah. that. And if we make comments that allow people to fill in the blanks, that's when we get into trouble. Yeah. And, Where those get, yeah, correct. You know, we can't be soundbite people. We have to be conversation yeah. people. Which is relationships. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll jump in. Uh, I've been going back and forth, like, trying to figure out. <laughs> I actually out. had one more thing. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I was thinking uh, it's very easy for somebody to say, well, this, this is my opinion, and I'm going to put this out there for myself, but d- disguise it under the sake of, well, it's truth, so I'm going to put it out there and... Mm-hmm. take it or leave it and you know everything that you guys are saying and but to operate under the realm of I care about this person in this relationship mm-hmm. and I want to help them and I want that's what I want and uh, there's there's two verses that kind of that kind of come out one is in Hebrews uh, it says this uh, in 13 where to go 18 it says pray for us that we are con- that we are hang on I'm losing my spot Pray for us that we are convinced that we have a clear conscience, wanting to conduct ourselves honorably in everything. Mm-hmm. And then if you jump back to uh, 2 Timothy, it says, The Lord's servants must not quarrel, but must be gentle to everyone, able to teach and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking about how hard that is to do and how hard it is to carry that on. It's really easy to to throw your opinion at somebody that you disagree with, your opponent, but it's very difficult to, with gentleness and humility, 
to walk out this this mind of Jesus as you then instruct them. And if you actually keep reading the next the next verse, it says perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. And then the next verse talks about that they that they might escape this this trap. Yeah. And you think if you keep that mind and you keep that goal and you keep that heart that Jesus had about people, I think Christianity might look different. It will look different. <laughs> yeah. I know you're saying it might like yeah. Yeah. yeah, it might. No. If we actually do what Jesus says, if we actually walk out scripture, it would it, we've often said, I know you and I native said if if we would just do if we would just walk out apply the things that we already know scripture to say our lives would look different our communities would look different our families would look different if we would not like we have to get any new information yeah we know that we're supposed to love god we're supposed to love others we're supposed to make disciples if we it even did that it would yeah. make a difference i think more often though many churches are more concerned about how much more depth can we give to this topic? How much more can we divide and split this verse or this opinion or this view on a certain book or outlook? We're more concerned with that and with the knowledge than we are with simply applying the simple things that Jesus told us to do. Yeah, I, I was, as you as you speak, I, the other passage that uh, is on my mind is Romans 12, mm-hmm. uh, starting in 14. I, we, we talk about these things often, and I, I think about if you're out there, Let's just say by chance, maybe I'll, when we share this, I'll, I'll, we impl- don't believe in chance. I'll implore people that don't believe in God uh, and don't practice Christianity mm-hmm. or maybe have been hurt by the church to listen to this and to find some kind of hope in the fact that there can be honest discourse and there can be respect and all these things. Um, and we can disagree on certain things, but also that the church and God's view of the world is probably different than any one-sided church view. Yeah. What has been formed in America right now, in a in a very you know you know political entanglement of the church, that when we judge people, when we condemn people, when we don't love them openly and accept them, that that is not Christianity. It's not biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and words like this. I, I've said before, they become so familiar of yeah. teachings that we we forget the impact. So verse 14 says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. In the NLT that says, I believe something to the effect of do not consider yourself too important to have company of people of lower standards. So, you know, this idea of like, I'm not better than anybody. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't, I don't deserve anything that you don't. Um, Verse uh, still there in 16, never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. If he's thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing so, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome evil. Um, don't, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And man... Find me somebody <laughs> that will strive to live that way, which is a biblical worldview. 
And I want to be around that person. As we say many times, people don't generally reject Jesus or his teachings. They reject the church, which goes to your opening Mm -hmm. comment. They reject the people that claim the name of Jesus, but act like, you know, animals. That's what I would say in my house. You're acting like animals. You're not living biblical Christianity out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just that, that last verse. So one in student ministry, the past month, we've talked about Romans 12, like okay. Romans 12, we talked about the last, and you should be an expert, <laughs> uh, but, but anyways, you know, oftentimes we look at, I feel like there's, there's a, I don't feel like there is a big divide in Christianity right now when it comes to politics. And that was one of the things mm-hmm. that we talked about before we started today. Yeah. Um, and while we're not, it's not really what we're here to cover right now, I think on both sides, they both look at what candidates we have right now. We say, well, yes, this one presents certain certain values from maybe a policy perspective mm-hmm. that I can agree with as somebody that follows Jesus. But then, but then this guy, maybe his personality and his attitude presents more Jesus-like qualities. But from policy, there's this big divide. Well, this one has some good and this one has some <laughs> good, but neither one are really, really great choices. Mm-hmm. And we look at it and we say, well, man, what can I do to help our, our country from a Christianity perspective? And we look at that problem wrong because it will not be your, necessarily your vote that matters. Because if you, that last verse where he says, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. The reality is, is both sides there's evil on both sides. Yeah. Your way to this conquer is Nate's last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> your way yeah, to yeah. conquer evil yep. Yep. <laughs> is not is not just merely your vote. Your way to conquer evil is live out Romans 12 That's as right. somebody that follows Jesus. Mm-hmm. You live out Romans 12 as somebody that follows Jesus. And as a community of people, like the church or the mm-hmm. church as a whole, live this out. You have yep. more power to change this country. Mm as the church, than any politician ever will. Is is my goal to make America a Christian nation, or is it my goal to live as a Christian in this nation, you know, to live as a Christ follower? I get that there's power, (laughs) you know, if if they agree in in making laws and all those things, but there's going to come a day where what we believe is not going to... It's already unpopular to a point, but there's going to come a day where it could be outlawed. I mean, we don't live in a country where we're going to get arrested if we own a Bible or have a have a page of the Bible, we're not thrown in jail or killed. Like, but that's happening in our world, and we feel like we're persecuted because of seeing things <laughs> that really, like, I have to put a face mask on. This is the end of the world. Like, yeah. Armageddon is about upon us. But that we need to understand that, that no matter what situation we find ourselves in, that we walk, as Romans talks about, we walk as Colossians 3 talks about, where we love each other. And Jesus says that they will know that you're my disciples by your love for one right. another. And so... We need to get like going all the way back to Paul. If we're going to start judging anybody, let's yeah. start judging each other in the sense of being fruit inspectors and say, this is not like what we're doing in these four walls as the church or what are we doing as the church in general is not a reflection of who Christ is. Let's get that right. Yeah. And then people see Christ in us, not so that we're walking around proudly, but that we're actually walking these things out. That will be to your point, Nate. That will be world changing. That will be community changing. That will be home changing. If we walk in these things that we already know, we don't have to go and sign some order or sign some petition. I get all those things can be good (laughs) for different reasons. I'm just saying that my goal is not to necessarily say we're going to make this America Christian, but that I would be a Christian in this America and whatever happens in the future. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, We... 
shame on us if we put our hope in a person. Sure. Um, you know, that was, uh, but what you're talking about, when you say judgment, I want to be clear, like, that's what I encountered on last weekend. Mm. You know, yeah. judgment is, you know, it was, it was in love. It was, this is, you're, you know, there's a line being crossed. It wasn't a, don't think that way. Mm. It was a, hey, this isn't really wise, you know, the way you're going about this. Um, now, I feel an extreme sense of obligation for the lost, you know, not that we don't, we all, I know, just believers. Mike does, apparently. <laughs> None up. of us. You Shut that? up. I knew it. I saw it in your eyes as it came out of my mouth. This is what I deal with. This is my, this is my suffering. Um, I, I have such a burden um, for the lost. Well, I, you know what? I, I'll double down on that and say that I do believe that some people in the church are happy to be part of the church. Yes. and they go, those people out there should get right. And I don't think that way at all. Um, I want to bridge the gap. I want people to realize that biblical Christianity is, is not maybe what they've heard or they remember from their childhood, because that was the thing that kept me away from Christianity. It was the thing that kept me away from the Lord because I was like this, you know, when it's a Pharisee approach, when it's a (laughs) legalistic approach, it's burdensome. And from the outside, you look at it and you go, there's no way I can ever do that. However, when you look at the word of God and you go, man, the grace of God extended toward man, what I don't deserve, completely could never earn, and it knows no ends for those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That is, that's a, that's a burden lifting, you know, message. And I would also say, we always worry about persecution that's going to come. And we always, and what we were saying, Joe referenced it, but what I was saying is so often in America, we are so guilty of believing that the, we're 300 and something million people out of 7 billion in the world. And we interpret everything that happens to us yes. as in through a biblical lens. Like if we have to wear masks, that must mean revelations coming true. Never mind things that have happened outside of our borders for generations um, that of much more suffering. But now that it happens here, we're like, Oh, that's it. It's all over. Remember the word of God was written before America existed. Okay. <laughs> Revelation was there before we were a country. So be very careful of that. However, there, there are people all around us that are looking for honest, um, open, engaging dialogue where I can say, let's talk about this polarizing thing. Let's see what the Word of God has to say. What are the overriding principles uh, when it comes to politics? Well, the Bible says a lot about that. It says God's sovereign, that he appoints these people, and no one's in power that he does not uh, see, uh, and he does, he does not have authority over, and that we are to submit to those people. Um, now, in the church, that doesn't mean blind obedience to everything a person says or does, even us. And I think the church does a better job of that. <laughs> They're much easier to be like, hey, Mike, or hey, Joe, or Nate, like, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is healthy when it's done in a spirit right. of love. Sure. And similarly, we can't put all of our hope and trust in these individuals no. that hold these positions. Or we can't um, render complete judgment on people who decide differently than us right. on any topic. Which is huge. Yeah. And at the same time, as we read in Romans 13 and other places that... No matter who is in position of authority over you, we have to recognize that it is God who has put that position, put that person. That, and it doesn't mean it doesn't right. mean. Yeah, clarify that. That please. God, like this is God's man. Like right. understand that God is sovereign over His creation, <laughs> and not, yeah. we have to. So, as Christ followers, no matter in this case who is in the White House, no matter in our case who is the governor of Ohio, who is the the mayor of our city. Who, 
that we have to walk in, in obedience as far as it aligns with Scripture. We can't just like, hey, well, we're going to start doing that. Okay, that doesn't align with Scripture, but we're going to do it because the governor said so. <laughs> but as far as we can, as long as it depends upon you, that we live as we live peaceably with each other. And that is important for us to remember because this is one of the, probably the most divisive seasons that I remember. I mean, yeah. I've been 44, almost 45 years old. You, know. <laughs> you sound like me. I said yeah. that last night. I said, you guys don't understand. I think maybe the why it's so alarming to some of us is because we're old enough to know that this has never been so entangled. That's the word I keep using. That's good, There's an entanglement of um, the church into this political party and into the position instead of saying this position is a is a very powerful position, very important position. Um, but what was said to me, another phrase that was used Saturday that I, thought, that I thought was so great was, my king, as a follower of Christ, is seated at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. And everything else down here, the kingdoms will rise and they will fall, but ultimately we belong to an eternal kingdom yeah. that Christ is building, his church, and he's going to return and we, so, you know, whoever gets, whatever happens in any election, right. it does not change or alter God's eternal plan. And that is where our security has to be in. And when we get there, then it can even disarm me to the point where I'm like, well, I don't have to fight. You know, I'm not going to fight with you <laughs> right. about that. I'm just not right. going to fight with you about that. Um, I really wish you would maybe tone it down because it's hard <laughs> for me. I, I, you know, it borders on... You know, my uh, love for football might be idolatry. Your love for politics or right. might be idolatry. And so far be it for me, as you would say, to be looking at the speck in your eye. Mm. Well, I've got the plank in mine, <laughs> you know. So I'm going to work on me. Yeah. I'm going to love you. And we're going to ask God to bring unity into the, any one of these issues. That's a, a healthier approach than what I want to do, <laughs> <laughs> which is win the argument. Uh, I think... You know, I guess just to kind of sum up, I think everything that we've all said, uh, you keep bringing up Romans 13, and I love, uh, the, there's a couple of verses in Romans 13 that I like, and I feel like they sum this the up The rest well. of them are garbage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like the rest I'm of them. Post about that I pulled a Joe media. on you. <laughs> uh, he says, do not owe anyone anything yeah. except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, uh, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and any other commandment are summed up by this command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong uh, to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. (laughs) Imagine that. I know. (laughs) Right. You know, and who has an argument against the church when we act in that way? Right. And we just, to our shame, we don't uh, act that way. Well, you think about uh, Galatians 5, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. love, love is number one, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And Paul says at the very end of that, against such things, there is no law. And he's basically saying, <laughs> you, can, you can do these and continue to do them and do them in, in such great abundance and no one's going to come and arrest you for being right. loving. They're not going to say, stop being joyful, stop being patient, stop loving me. Uh, one of the other things I want to say with that is I think we need to, uh, we use, I use the word I think, or the phrase I think too much. What <laughs> I, th- we, I think that I use I think too much. <laughs> one of the things we teach on, we taught on at the retreat that I feel is very 
instead of saying I think I say I feel, that is very appropriate <laughs> to, to just be aware of at this moment, and not only at this moment, but going forward, is, is being able to sort through the gray areas in our, in our lives, which you might say are politics. And some people say, well, that's black and white, but there's things that are gray areas in our lives and understanding that there's a hierarchy to things, that really there's biblical commands that we need to remember that are the thou shalt not, you shall not, you shall do these things, uh, based upon the uh, the universally accepted statements of Scripture. Like there's the, the, the biblical commands. And then below that would be the biblical principles uh, that do these things for the glory of God. And so mm-hmm. those two things alone, there's two more, but those two things alone should be the things that drive us, the things that say, if I'm going to die on a hill, it's going to be on biblical commands and biblical principles. That's the hills I'm going to die on. Beyond that, the other two things, and I hope you're writing all these down, and I'm actually just looking at my notes because I don't have it all memorized. <laughs> I know what it is. But anyway, the, the number three is personal convictions. Right. And so these are things that, for me, it's sin. It may right. be eating meat. It may be uh, fill in the blank. Maybe. Rooting for the Steelers. Yes, that would be yeah. a very sinful, sinful <laughs> thing. Uh, that understanding, though, that my personal convictions are not biblical commands, are not biblical principles. Those yeah. are things that if I were to take a drink as an al- a former alcoholic or if I, whatever it is, I'm not a former alcoholic, but, you know, uh, even it's if I a, was. Either way, it sounded <laughs> bad. Uh, Did you say, uh, I think, confirm I think, here? I think I'm not. Uh, that <laughs> Not to make light of yeah, alcoholism. I yeah, I think, way to go, Mike. Uh, <laughs> That for me to say to go into a bar in that in that scenario, it, that's a sinful thing. It's going to lead me down a path I don't want to go to. But understanding that there, are, so there are biblical commands, biblical principles. Those are hills we die on. Personal convictions for me to sin and personal preferences. That last one is I just choose not to do that. Right. I, I choose not to watch that particular show. I choose now if somebody were to watch something, it may not be a sinful thing, but it, it's right. What we tend to do, and this is what I'm, what I, the whole point I'm driving to, is we turn it upside down. We put yeah. it on its end, and so now my personal preferences and my personal convictions become the driving force for my life. That just because I that's, choose a certain thing, because I believe a certain thing, that's what it is, and that's where our just, our arguments come. And unity is broken. Paul talks often about how important unity in the body is. I mean, you think about your own body. If your yeah. left arm was trying to do something and your right arm was like, I'm going to do something, like you're going to be in <laughs> trouble. The same thing in the church. When it gets turned on its head and my personal preferences and my personal convictions overshadow biblical commands and biblical principles, we're in trouble. And I, I yeah. believe that's what happens in our lives because we don't know the Word of God enough to say, well, God says this. It's like, no, I think... It says this, and or I'm going to say that it says this, so it aligns with you know money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money is the yeah. root of all evil. <laughs> you know those kind of things, yeah. and, and that I want to make sure I say that because I feel like that is where we go wrong so often. Is I put what I believe my truth above the truth of Scripture, and yeah. it causes so many problems that we need to to get past that. That uh, that is. The per- a perfect way of putting it, and you know, if you belong to my church, expect to hear that in a sermon series <laughs> very soon. Because since last year, I've just thought, man, that just crystallizes it. Yeah. It is a definition of what we do in America right now. Um, 
we don't have a very biblical platform for things. And when we read the Word of God, what I find is we're softened. Um, I'm, I've been, I'm known. I think I've been noticing that I read larger portions when it's my turn. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, but I'm going to read all of Numbers now. So just, uh, <laughs> no, but I have, I do have one more that is uh, to me it encapsulates the way we're to present the gospel. And I think this will come up when we talk about discipleship and reaching out to people, especially those outside the church. But in Second Corinthians uh, six. It's uh, talking about, you know, today's the day of salvation. Behold, now is the favorable time. And then he goes in to say what they encounter and why and how they go about things. So these are the things. We put no obstacle in anyone's way. So no fault may be found in our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love by truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left through honor and dishonor. Through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, Americans, (laughs) friends, our heart is wide open. You're not restricted by us, but you're restricted in your own affections. In return, I res- he says, I speak to you as children. Widen your hearts also. Mm. And what, is, what, what I think is being said there, and to hear what I'm trying to get at is, we have an obligation, all believers, but as pastors, to be able to say, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, through afflictions and calamities and attacks, we opened our hearts to you. We presented the gospel to you. We conducted ourselves in such a way that we put no barrier between the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ and you. That's good. And that is, I think, the, the essence of living peaceably yeah. with all people. And uh, that is our, that's a high calling, only capable by the power and the uh, keeping uh, in the present uh, reality of the Holy Spirit changing us and transforming us mm-hmm. and keeping us yeah, right. <laughs> in that dying to self yep. every day kind of attitude. Yeah. So we are at 50 minutes. Hey, hey. Yeah, but uh, maybe we can bottom line it uh, <laughs> briefly. I think a lot of what we said, I mean, what Nate said and you said and I said and kind of where our hearts are in all of this, that we would, we would walk consistently, that we mm-hmm. would not get in the way of what God's trying to do. Uh, and we can, I mean, God is more powerful than us, but we can sometimes really mess things up yeah. uh, by just uh, turning things upside down and saying, but this is what my truth is. This is what I want. And as opposed to God, whatever you want. And if we would be willing as the church to just overlook an offense and not, you know, I even have to say like, I was offended, but you know what? That's because I took it personally. I didn't need to, or whatever, right. whatever it is to not always have to have the, this coming to like, we got to talk about this. You said blue <laughs> right. and I thought red and I can't believe you would ever say that. Like, <laughs> just stop. Like it's not a big deal. Right. But that's being kingdom minded. That's, that's having a bigger view of all that's going on to not be hung up on the, the minute things that really don't matter. Let's die on the hill of the gospel. Let's die on the hill of mm-hmm. what it means to, 
to walk out this Christian life. Let's die on those hills and these other things that, so you think it should be a certain way and I think it should be a certain way. That's preference. It's, it's not a command. Get over it. Yeah. (laughs) And you you think that we should have a blended service and I think we should have a modern service, but I should be able to worship no matter what, because worship is not about the music. It's about my heart. And Hmm. it's, we need to get those things. We need to put the emphasis on the right saliva, <laughs> right? Or the emphasis in the right place. Uh huh. I I'm I I think my final words were from Second Corinthians six. I really I mean <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. to me that's where we'll rest. I think uh, what I would say on a real technical note about the podcast is that there was I think it was like four B. Is that what we did too? <laughs> yes. Four A and four B. Four B. We actually gave you a lot of scripture, mm-hmm. uh, and today we gave you a lot of scripture, yeah. and so hopefully we'll put that in the. The link, you know, the the references of what we were reading in the comment or in the description, and you can you should go there and spend some time in the Word of God. Um, we need to be disciplined in that uh, that we are giving not just our opinions, even yes. on the podcast, that yeah. we wanted to be rooted in Scripture. And so, um, you know, that, that my opinion won't change you, but the Word of God is living and is breathing, and it will it will totally transform your life if you submit to it. Uh, it's the only reason I'm not just even worse than I am. Sometimes because I look at it and I go, that's the standard. Okay, God. So hopefully um, what you hear in a conversation like this, and I would actually encourage you, if you're still here, share this with people, because I believe that we've, we've approached it from a place of saying, here is the way God would handle, it's not all encompassing, but we've given you a lot of places to say, this is the mind of Christ. Mm. This is the way we would, the Bible would say to approach this. And I think that that is better than any argument you can have today right. on, on social media. If yeah. you're going to cause division, at least be the, let the division be what God says and not your right. own opinion. Yeah. And you know, I think for me, I guess to sum things up is I would say as a pastor, you need to put things in perspective and you need you need to major on things like Romans 12 and 13. Mm, mm. And as somebody <laughs> that follows Jesus, yeah. uh, you, you also need to do the same. You need to take a good look at Romans 12 and 13. And, you know, that, that verse 9, it, it's the, where he's beginning really what it, what it looks like to be somebody that follows Jesus and what it looks like to really walk in love. And he says, man, let love be without hypocrisy. Yeah. And he goes on to explain what that means. <laughs> and I think... I know that that's something that we don't do a good job of walking out. And I think if we did, America would be very different. Yeah. Um, or at least our churches, our communities, and then compounding. Right. You know, we're... We, it's always home. Yeah. Yeah. Church, you know, community, church, or yeah. church, community, then beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got to start there. And it really, it begins in your own heart. Yeah. And walking it out there, not trying to change somebody else. Yeah. The whole speck and... Yeah. <laughs> So that's conversation number 10. That's episode 10. Yeah. That's good. It's a good conversation. We sat here for, I think, an hour. Like, what are we even <laughs> going to talk about? And then we all ended up on the, the DC Talk yes. thing. And then, so let's talk about that. And here we are an hour later talking about yeah. those things. So hopefully you've been encouraged. You've been challenged. Uh, Mike said that you would look up these verses. We'd love to hear uh, your input and your take on... Uh, what God has to say and really kind of where you are and knowing that uh, no, matter, no matter what we find ourselves in, may we walk the things that we looked at in Romans. May we walk out loving God, loving people, making disciples, no matter what, and see what God does through us. Yep. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys soon. Don't forget to check us out on uh, social media. We'll see you soon.